0: Hello, hello.
1: Kia ora and welcome to this very special edition of Well and Good.
0: It's a bit of a Christmas special, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's also the People's Podcast.
0: It is. We are flipping the tables a little bit and we're asking our listeners to ask us some questions because this little podcast is just about us.
1: It certainly is. Hmm. Um, I just want to backtrack a little bit to where you said flipping the tables.
0: Hmm. Is that not a saying? I don't,
1: I think it's like you turning the tables, but flipping the tables (laughs) reminds me of someone who's like just, they fed up, they've (laughs) had enough
0: and they're just like, I'm going
1: to flip this table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Okay. We're turning the tables around to the other side.
1: Okay. That's what we're doing. So what we did today was we put the word out on our Instagram, asked if anyone has any questions. And we've got a number of responses in the form of questions. uh, In the form of
0: questions. Okay. Yeah, we've got
1: responses in the form of questions, didn't we? Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, Hmm. I
0: think so.
1: So yeah, there's a wide variety of questions and we're just going to go through a few of them and answer them as best we can. Just
0: keep it cash, you know, real cash. (laughs) So, <laughs> just,
1: how, how cash?
0: Really cash. Okay. I'm so. Well, actually, I am really cash right now. I've got my fat pants on and we're just um, sitting on our bed.
1: I'm currently just wearing a pair He's of wearing boxer boxers boxers. shorts.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you're extremely cash. I oh, know,
1: very cash. Well, I guess this is kind of for both of us, starting pretty strong. Why did you choose to have a home birth?
0: Oh, crikey. Yeah. Just right in there. Diving eh? right in. I chose to have a home birth because I didn't want to make any decision on where I birthed Milo based out of fear. And I knew that if I was to choose a hospital, that for me is a decision based out of fear because I know that where I feel the safest and the most comfortable is definitely at home. And I I did my research on home birth and actually statistically – they usually have better outcomes. And this is planned home births. These aren't accidental, didn't get to the hospital in time sort of situations. And we talked about it with our midwife and we made sure that we were all on the same page. Um, We were very prepared. I mean, we had a hospital bag packed just in case it all went pear-shaped. But it didn't, luckily, and it was the best experience of my entire life.
1: Mm. And we had a number of checks throughout, like at various yeah. uh, steps of the, along the way to make sure that, you know. Maybe it was
0: in the right position or yeah. all that jazz. Yeah,
1: everything was going to plan. Um, mm-hmm. So there were no red flags, in which case we we could have a home birth.
0: Yeah, so it was bloody awesome. Uh, so that's that one kind of done, isn't it? Radio. Uh, on to the next one. Do you think that you'll have any more children? So I honestly had like five questions asking me, do do we think we'll have more kids? Really? Yeah. A lot of people want to know. They really do. And yes, 100%. Oh. (laughs) Well, I I think because I came from a relatively small family and I love my family so much, but I'm kind of like, oh, like maybe I want to sort of expand my family a little bit and have a few more people in it. So I, I reckon three. What do you think? I could do three. Yeah, i will be
1: happy with um, I'm happy with one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think two would be great because mm. I have siblings and I love siblings. I well, you've
0: got a lot of a lot of siblings. Yeah,
1: one full sibling. Yeah, but you know, I grew up with one that I was very close with, mm. and uh, I loved having a sister. You know, yeah. and I think I'd be great to have a brother as well, but you know.
0: And I just kind of have this vision of all of our kids playing together outside, and then us just sort of taking a load off in the afternoon, maybe pouring a little gin and tonic. Oh, you're you from know. G&T. Mm. Nice.
1: Okay. I'm just thinking, should we try and nut out any sort of baby related ones now while we're on the top of that? Yeah, there are of lots
0: that? of baby related ones. Okay. So should we get those ones yeah, out? Yeah, I've away? got a little
1: quick fire one that came from one of the carrier pigeons, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: so I'll just untie that from the leg of this, of this pigeon.
0: That was it flying off.
1: Oh, okay. So this, uh, where is that baby mirror from? Oh, that (laughs) is the uh, baby factory. Got it online. Nice. Cool, man. How did we decide on the name Milo?
0: Everyone asked us that. And I think we should actually make a story up that's a little more interesting than what actually happened because we just heard it. We're like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Great. I don't even
1: think we heard it. We just kind of liked it. Oh, did we just see it on an app or
0: something? I feel like we saw it on an app.
1: I think I saw it in the cupboard. Like it was on a tin
0: Oh, a some green man. tin. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know. We'd
1: no, re- we just like it. Random yeah. name.
0: Yeah, we, we had a list of uh, names, and some of them were quite left field. I mean, do we share them? Do we share? No, okay. don't. Too All right. personal. All right. Oh, sorry. Yikes. Yeah, back off. Art has spoken. <laughs> anyway, on to the next one. Other baby ones? Oh, crying. Little one oh. Ab- This is a good one because this is quite a serious one. What are the positives and negatives that have affected your relationship since having Milo? So that's actually really interesting Mm. because I think a lot of people forget about the relationship between you and your partner when you have a baby. You're so focused on this new life, you know, coming into your life that you forget that it does kind of change the dynamic a little bit and it can take a little bit of getting used to. So I think for us, the the positives – there's so many. For me, the main positive was seeing art with Milo as a father just made me love him so much more. So I don't know why I'm talking about you like in, in the third person. You're the only person sitting here. So you. <laughs> well, we
1: are kind of having a conversation with each other, but also four people. Yeah, so it's, true. A bit, it's, it's a strange a, scenario.
0: Yeah. A double-edged sword? Is it a double-edged sword, would you say? A double-edged sword, maybe? Mm. Uh, of, what about
1: a, a fork with two ends? <laughs>
0: double-ended fork. Is that what you're saying? Anything
1: double-ended, I think, should be (laughs) kept out of this conversation.
0: Um, Yes, so seeing you as a father made me love you so much because you're just a natural father and it's the cutest thing, seeing your partner with your child. It's just such a special, special bond. Another positive is having help, you know, like when I see us as a team, not just me as the mother doing everything and you just kind of changing the odd nappy. Like both of us really do share the load in terms of looking mm. after him and doing everything that we can. Negatives, I mean, I won't lie, it is a bit of an adjustment, I think, especially for the mother, because you kind of go from being able to do whatever you want to then being needed so much by this little person 24-7. And sometimes, well, for me, there was a little bit of kind of jealousy and resentment that I had to get past in my mind because as the man, your life doesn't need to change as much simply because you don't have boobs. Like, that's the only reason. And and that can get a little frustrating because you think, oh, Although, man.
1: I mean, I technically, do we have boobs?
0: No, you don't. Well, what are these? Well, they're pecs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't they count as boobs?
0: No, definitely not. Oh. I Well, you've got nipples, but you don't have boobs. You've got pectorials. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Is this you learning that you don't have boobs for I just the first thought, time? I just
1: thought that's also boobs.
0: No, absolutely not. You oh. you don't have that fatty tissue. You don't have the. I the just ducts. thought
1: boobs was a term that you know was just for you know boobs. Women boobs. Yeah, yeah. like
0: like but yeah, but guys no. can have
1: boobs like man well, boobs.
0: Yeah, but that's if they resemble breasts.
1: So it's more about what they look like, not anatomy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's also just a silly term that's kind of made up. Like they're not actually boobs, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, But you certainly do not have man boobs. You have pectorials. Right,
1: okay. Yeah. So anyway, back to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that kind of covers that. There's. So there are are a few negatives that we found. Yeah, um,
1: and I think for me, like just from your point of view, how it was an adjustment for you, it was also, it's been weird for me like feeling guilty about going out and doing trying to figure out like when I can go to the gym and when I can do things. And we needed to communicate a lot about this because <laughs> I was feeling guilty about doing stuff and like trying to figure out how I can, yeah, mm. not, cause I could sense you feeling a bit mm. funny about the whole thing. And
0: yeah, it's a fine line because at the end of the day, like there's no point in both of us not doing anything mm. because we we need to be happy, and, and at least one of us, especially, has to keep the other person afloat. So, if we both stay home and are miserable at the same time, it's like that doesn't really do anything. So, so I think for us, it was important to just figure out ways around how we ease that situation and communication was number one. Mm. So if I was feeling a bit funny or a bit like, resentful or something, I'd just tell him straight away, be like, hey, for some reason I'm really pissed off that you went to the gym today and I don't know why. So let's try and figure that out. Yeah, And we have, I think, we've, we've come to a good little situation we got going on.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's a continuous process, but mm. yeah. Another positive for me has been just watching you grow as a person and just amazed at how natural you are being a mum, it's a it really, it's amazing. It just makes you, me love you so much more. So, God, you this know. is turning into Jesus. a real sort of are we crying therapy session, isn't it? <laughs> are we therapying ourselves. Oh, God. oh serious one. Yeah. Um, this coming in from I believe uh, at Ben underscore Braggins. Thoughts on Maine Coon cats. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: thanks for um. I'm a fan, Braggins. <laughs> no, you're a really a fan. Yeah, I know. Of Maine I am. Coon cats, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Borderline yep. obsessed Well I'm oh, sorry That's a far No you're <laughs> yeah. not obsessed
1: with them <laughs> Okay well, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like them I mean I think they're a good cat um, They <laughs> offer You know They're a good size They're the size of a small dog They've got a very good nature But you know They can back you up in a fight You've got an intruder Take one swipe from them Clean through a femur
0: They can back you up in a fight Have you ever seen a cat move If you were in any kind of trouble Yeah Yeah <laughs> Mancun cat? Well, there's actually quite a cool Mancun cat that lives on our, our street, Wolfie. So, shout out to Wolfie if you're listening. Yeah, it's a Mancun. I think so, or part Mancun or something. And it's very majestic. If you see it just yeah. sitting there on its fence or post thing, and it just watches with these beautiful eyes and its mane flowing in the wind, it's really nice. <laughs> Tell you what,
1: that's a great drop, that. It that.
0: really is a great drop. Anywho, on to the next thing. How do you both manage slash set boundaries around social media use to limit time spent online? Great question.
1: Yep, great question.
0: Well, the first thing that pops to mind is the Screen Time app on your phone. So a lot of people don't know that it's already there. You don't have to download it or anything. It's just part of your iPhone if you have one. Samsung, I'm not sure. Get an iPhone would be my solution to that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's in your settings, I think, and you can track your screen time in a good little – tip is to set a time limit on that so you can set a time limit for any kind of social media app mine's at an hour and sometimes I hit it at 7 p.m and I'm really proud of myself and I think great cool I can just not do it anymore sometimes I hit it at 9 a.m that's not a good day that's not a good social media day Mm. Uh, but it's handy to at least be aware of your habits
1: yeah, totally. I think it's just anything that puts it in the forefront of your mind is good. For us, it's, it's a little bit difficult. I think we're trying to, realistically, we try and fight it, you know, like we try and stay off it as much as we can. And so I do things like I don't go on my phone for the first hour in the day because I don't want anything I see on social media or the news or whatever to influence my initial mindset and the way I start the day. So an hour free of phones in the morning. We don't go on phones when we eat. Which is a big one, especially at dinner time. And we've, since we've started doing that, we have how we've had some great conversations. We yeah. really have.
0: Yeah, we definitely have. Yeah. It's made a huge difference. Because also that first hour of your day really sets up how the whole day is going to go, doesn't mm. it? So if you have a positive first hour of no screens and just slowly easing into the day, it can really put you in a positive mindset for the whole whole day.
1: Absolutely. Mm. So that's that. That's that. What's your death row meal? Oh. No, Mighty just like, yeah, well, yeah, no, what's oh, yeah, no, what, the last meal that you question. would eat? Yeah. yeah, that's a normal question. Sorry. Just the if word you, death kind of threw me. Yeah. So you're, you're in prison. Yeah. You've done uh, multiple murders. Oh. I'm just so seeing the scene.
0: I'm a serial killer. Okay. Yeah,
1: you're a serial killer.
0: Okay. And I'd have to be in America because we yep. don't have death row.
1: Yep. So you're in, in America in one of the I'm, states. I'm
0: an American serial killer.
1: Right. Where they have the death penalty. Probably Texas. And, okay. Your murders were real bad. Okay. And the whole of Texas hates you.
0: I mean, does this affect the meal? I mean, I <laughs> I'm
1: like just setting the scene. Really? I'm setting the scene. So there you are. It's it's hot. It's summer. Mm. It's boiling I'm hot. i
0: because the whole state hates me.
1: And you know what's worse? What? Air conditioning has gone down oh in the prison. So you can imagine how hot and uncomfortable oh, you are I'm right now. I'm not going to
0: have a curry then.
1: Okay, there we go. So this is good. This is why we set the scene. Okay. So here we go. What would it be?
0: Uh all right, so I can't have a curry. I'd probably want something coolish. But I don't really like cold food. So and I'm just about to get electrocuted anyway. So mm. I'm gonna go for
1: I don't think they electrocute people anymore.
0: Oh sorry, the uh Injection. Injection. Yeah. I think I would go for just a perfectly cooked spag bowl. Oh yeah. Yeah, then maybe a pepperoni pizza on the side. Yeah. Obviously wood fired. And then maybe on the other side of this plate, I'm going to go for some, what are they called? Chicken nibbles. Oh, have. chicken wings. Yeah, but the buffalo. Buffalo, buffalo wings. wings. Yeah, and buffalo wings in ranch dressing. Oh, yum. Yeah, so I'm having a real kind of good choice American feast. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to have?
1: Okay, so it's really hot. I'm going to start off with uh, lemon and grapefruit fruit as an entree. Okay. Because it's like, it's so hot. Do
0: they have those in Texas where we're getting killed yeah
1: of course okay I'm gonna start off with that as an entree then I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna have probably I'm just gonna have like a delicious scotch fillet steak medium rare and I'm gonna have some broccoli sauteed with garlic and then I'm probably just gonna have some kermit fries. okay
0: we have this meal honestly every single night for dinner <laughs> no not and every single night and that's gonna be your last meal I love it it's a good meal Wow. But, like, what about something hard to get or something that you wouldn't normally have? Or, I mean, I, I can't talk. I just said spag bowl and pizza, didn't I? Okay. Well, that's that.
1: That's what I want. And that's what I'm going to have. I'm dying tomorrow. Let me have it.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, here's a good one. Yep. If there was anything you could do as a job, what would you do? So, if you weren't an influencer, <laughs> what would your job be? <laughs>
1: I mean, I always thought that, like, a travel show host would be quite cool.
0: That would be amazing. Although I feel like, in theory, that would be mm,
1: incredible. I think, yeah. N- now that we have a family. Yeah. I don't think so.
0: And also after filming TV shows, I feel like it's not as easy as you think. Don't you reckon? Like, if you were – because I think being the host of a travel show would be amazing and you mm. kind of envision being in these incredible places and getting to do all this cool stuff. But I think it would be a lot – harder than you think like you'd be constantly traveling having to film every day so it's not as if you would just be doing these activities on Mm. your own in your own time you know it's you're working and I think being away from your family would be hard sorry I'm really raining on your parade aren't I
1: no you're fine but I still think it would be an awesome job no yeah I I don't think it's my dream job now I don't know what what is Mm. some sort of athlete I think
0: yeah well, because you were really good at javelin back in the day, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, sorry, just a little plug for your cheers, mate. For your javelin
1: days. Javelin career, do you reckon it's still? There's still some legs in it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I might pick up that javelin. Yeah, here. just put the hours in—forty hours a day. Sorry, 40 a week. <laughs> <hours> a, <day>? <laughs> <laughs> a week, forty hours a week, and for for the next, you know, couple of years, and I reckon you could go to the Olympics huh? Oh,
1: thanks. I was going to say professional surfer. <laughs> <I> wanna- <laughs> Provisional server. That's my job. Dream job. There we go. Done. Thank you. (laughs) What's yours?
0: My dream job would be, I think, a singer or some kind of musician or in a cool band, just like traveling around singing and gigging and being all cool in my cool band. You know, but I wouldn't be a cool band. I wouldn't be in a cool band because I'm not cool enough. But hey, maybe just like like a solo singer. Okay. No, like a a jazz singer, like in those New York bars, those cool bars where there's like an old-school jazz singer and she like lies on a piano Mm. and some guy plays the piano and she sings a jazzy song. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I feel like that's what I'd quite like to do. You could do do. that, yeah, Yeah. in New York. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Or in just a jazzy city, Mm. maybe Chicago or New Orleans.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea, New Mm -hmm. Orleans. Mm. Quite an important question here from Samoan uh, (laughs) Chok188. Are you going to get a haircut soon? I think that's, quick, that's a question for me. Well, you, we can both answer this. I'm try, I'm going to grow my hair a little bit, I think. so. We'll, yeah,
0: what's that person we'll implying? We'll I'd see. like to know.
1: I don't think they're a fan of the fringe.
0: I don't think so. Well, I like it. I think you look fantastic.
1: Are you going to get a haircut soon?
0: Me? Yeah. No, I'm growing my hair out too. So right. look, at us, look at us go.
1: I'll race you hair down to the bum.
0: <laughs> for you both, what is your favourite exercise? One move that is your go-to and feel great after? I know yours.
1: What's mine? Burpees. Hmm. Am I that transparent?
0: Yes. Well, you did that thing where you burpeed 200 burpees a day for a month. I feel like you wouldn't do that if that wasn't your exercise.
1: You know? I, You know, it's a love-hate thing. I find them reasonably difficult, but I they're just such a full body all over workout. It really does I, work
0: every muscle, don't they? I the really burpees. like them. I
1: really like them, yeah. Okay. That's me.
0: Mine would be, you go. so you go to your go-to favorite exercise that you feel great after. I mean, I feel great after a good good solid squat sesh. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll be honest, I can't remember the last time I had a good solid squat sesh, but apart from all the loo, but I, I I, quite like them because I feel like you can see the muscle growing as you squat. You know, I, I think that's just the lactic acid, isn't it? But you feel like you have a bigger bum after you
1: do some decent squats. I don't know. I don't think it's lactic acid. Um, Maybe it's just like blood rushing to the muscles. Yeah. But yeah, no, good. Squat's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: that's probably my go-to. Absolutely. And that is also quite a full body thing. It works your core, your quads, your gluteus maximus. Nice. It really gets the whole, whole thing working. What type of workouts does Art try and include in this week? In his week, I think? I loved the workout plan in his book. Oh, right. That's cool.
1: Yeah, great. I mix it up all the time. I go through phases. Sometimes I train for different events. I really like to train for things. I find it more motivating if I'm training for something rather than aimlessly working out. So I, yeah, I, you know, sign up for a boxing match a few years ago. I, I signed up for different runs, kind of into trail runs. Did some mul- I sign up for Coast to Coast and did a multi-sport event and that, you know, forced me to train for that. Or I'll, you know, decide that I'm going to do some sort of Challenge like that burpee challenge I did where I said on Instagram that I was going to try, I was going to do it, and then I sort of had to be accountable because I publicly said that I was going to do it, so then I was forced to do it. But you know, at the moment, I'm kind of just although I said I'm not don't try and do aimless workouts, but I'm I'm not really training for anything at the moment. I'm just going to the gym and lifting weights and doing random little workout. What I like
0: about you is you go to the gym and you really do give it 110%, you know, into Mm. every exercise and you just get in, you go hard and you get out, Mm. which I I go in there and I just piss around. I really do, do. you know. i fart around. I, I, I fart around. I grab some weights I sort of, you know, do a few moves with those. I do my special arm moves that I do every single time I work yeah. out. And then I maybe lunge across the room a few times and then get so overwhelmed that I don't know what to do next. I walk around for 10 minutes, go on my phone, and I'm like, right, well, call it a day. See you later.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is really good to have a plan. I definitely, every time I go into the gym, I have a plan. So like on my drive to the gym or walk to the gym. I, is it just
0: in your head? And then yeah, you, yeah, I okay. just figure out what I'm going to do in my head.
1: But. Sometimes when I can't even be bothered thinking, I'll go on. So I go on Instagram. I follow some guys on Instagram who post videos or post workouts. and That's quite handy. That, that gives me ideas. Yep. Share inspired. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, but I aim for sort of 45 minutes to an hour in the gym, and I like to get a good sweat up no matter what I'm doing. And I'm all about – my philosophy is uh, there's no right way of like doing things in terms of – You know, some people will say you could do this many reps and this many sets and all that sort of stuff. And I'm more of the belief that whatever you do, you've just got to give it like 100% or almost 100%. You just can't like piss around. Mm. Um,
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, I've got a question here. Best easy and healthy breakfasts?
0: Oh, I mean smoothies pop to mind because they're just so easy. What do you put in your smoothie? Um, So if we're going down the chocolatey route, then I'll put in a banana. Some people hate on the banana and and they go for the frozen courgette. Sorry, it's not the same. Who does that? Lots of people. To cut down on the sugar, they do a a frozen, I don't know why I called it a courgette, frozen zucchini.
1: You called it a courgette because it's also called a courgette.
0: Yeah, I know, but zucchini I'm used to. I don't know why I changed it up then. So a frozen zucchini apparently has the same effect but less sugar, which, sorry, I've tried it. It doesn't. It's not as good. No, that sounds yucky. I wouldn't recommend. So I put in one banana. Uh, some cacao powder maybe a couple of tablespoons peanut butter hemp protein powder ice ice what else do I put in there chia seeds and then coconut milk almond milk or oat milk then you just blend that bad boy up and it's delicious nice so that's really good mm. or you know, oh god, I could share smoothies. I mean, I do I, I
1: do a green one sometimes if I'm having breakfast. A lot of the time I don't have breakfast. I most of the time I actually fast until lunchtime, predominantly because it makes me I feel like I've got more energy throughout the day. So I'll have like one, maybe two coffees in the morning, depending on how I'm feeling. And those coffees are generally a long black like with cream. And then if I do have a smoothie, it may be either for breakfast or for lunch. And a green smoothie will consist of organic kale, ice, water, or sometimes some coconut milk, a big tablespoon of peanut butter, some spirulina powder, or sometimes some seed super greens. And did I say banana?
0: I think so. Yeah. Or half banana.
1: Anyway, just real green. Yeah. I just want to get that delicious kale in me.
0: I try and drink those ones, but sometimes they're, they're a little too green for my chocolatey taste buds. They are.
1: Mm. Um, Other healthy breakfast Oh yeah, sorry Um,
0: I mean scrambled eggs take literally three minutes They're so quick So here's a little pro tip with scrambled eggs To make really good scrambled eggs Is to just add a little dollop of water Instead of cream or anything Fry it up in butter or coconut oil On a really low heat And then as soon as it starts cooking Take it off any kind of heat So it goes all nice and creamy and not overcooked And that will take you three minutes And you can just get that down you And um, if you have a nonstick pan, you could just wipe it off.
1: There you go. It's great. How about that? And then final one is just obviously paleo toast. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, paleo toast with a nut butter. Mm. I'm all about that as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. A bit of honey perhaps if you're feeling like a sweetie
1: treaty. Nice, a little sweetie treaty. What was your one with honey and some other weird thing on it? Oh, um,
0: cream cheese and honey. It made the news, which was really quite exciting. Well, I mean, online news, but still, I mean, God, it's just toast. That's crazy, isn't it? It's still news, isn't it? It certainly is.
1: God, what an interesting life we live. (laughs) Oh, just while we're on the topic of food, do you and Matilda do meal planning in advance? If so, any tips for busy couples?
0: So we don't do meal planning in advance, and I really wish we did because my most hated thing at the moment is deciding what to have for dinner every single day. Like it's just oh. it's it's becoming tedious. I won't lie. For some really? reason, I think it's since being a parent, and maybe it's because I'm constantly making so many decisions in my mind about Milo, like just all day, mm. that when it comes to deciding what to have for dinner, I just. It makes me so angry. I don't know why. Really? Yeah.
1: So for me, it's the opposite. I love thinking about dinner and what we're going to cook. Yeah, because it's like a new creation every night.
0: Well, should I just leave that to you?
1: Yeah, well, we pretty much do anyway, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. But in terms of meal prep, ways to make things easier. When we do cook certain meals, say, curries, spag bowls, those sort of things, we tend to overcook, try and cook a lot more than we actually need for dinner so that we have leftovers for lunch. And that's A great way. Um, Most
0: of the time, we eat it all the way.
1: Well, we try not to. Yeah, Yeah, we try not to. Um, And then, obviously, played up as makes it pretty easy. We we have we have played up in the sometimes in the fridge, sometimes in the freezer, which are our healthy ready-made meals.
0: On to the next one. What do? Oh, I quite like this question. What do you do when people make you feel silly for doing all the alternative things you do? So, what alternative things do we do? I mean, she's probably thinking of like diets and holistic um, uh,
1: yep.
0: Holistic medicine and, you know, home births and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't care. You know, I went through a stage of really caring what other people thought about what I was doing. But now, I mean, I'm smart enough to do research into every decision I make and I'm confident enough in myself to stand by my decisions and – not be embarrassed about the way I live my life. I really just could not care less. And people that roll their eyes at people that are trying to make the best decision for their health really have no idea. Yeah, opinion.
1: I think they're just very close-minded. Yeah,
0: totally. So I say, you do you, man. If you've got a like, I'm I'm not entirely sure what you're referencing to when you say alternative. I'm assuming you mean like in the health and wellness area. Maybe you mean in the sexual arena. You know, I'm not sure. So I'm you not don't. sure either. Now that you say that, <laughs> I know.
1: Do you have some alternative sexual <laughs> no, things that I don't know about? <laughs> no, I don't. Wow. I'm learning a lot during this podcast.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a fun fun little chat, isn't it? <laughs> it's fun for everyone.
1: Yes, indeed. Um. Oh, a very important question that's just come in from Sabaro. Just on the text machine. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just flown in from the text machine, uh, from Sabaro underscore NZ. I believe this is probably from Dale. Shout out to Dale. Um, what is your favourite feature about your Sabaro's?
0: Oh, okay. Well, I have the Sabaro Forester, and my personal favourite feature is the a driver monitoring system? So I I get in, it scans my face and knows it's me, and it says hello, Matilda, and adjusts my seat if someone else has been in it. So, you know, it's the personal touches that I quite like. <laughs> um, what about you?
1: I like cruise control, adaptive cruise control. Yeah. So we, you know we do a bit of driving, uh, you know, from Walkworth, the Winters North, Winters North down to Winters. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, you know, on the motorways and it's just great to be able to push adaptive cruise control, hit it and it goes for it and stops if there's anything in front of me. And mm, very I handy. mean it just makes driving so easy. Yeah. So cheers Sabaru.
0: Cheers, Sabaru. Uh question here. Do you ever fight? If so, what about? Yes, we definitely fight. Although mm. I feel like our fights are very short-lived because uh we've worked on our communication a lot over the last few years, we've been together five years now. And we know now that talking about any kind of issue straight away is the most important thing you can do in a relationship because things don't go away. Like if something bothers you, it's not just going to go away and you're not just going to forget about it. You really do have to air it straight away. So if we do have fights, we just talk it out as quickly as possible basically because I think we're we're pretty good at knowing when either of us is a a bit PO'd, aren't we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you sort of go quiet for a number of hours, <laughs> and
0: <laughs> and then, well, that's a classic. Like, this is probably a huge generalization, and I might yeah. get yelled at, but I kind of feel like a lot of women go silent, and then the man asks, "What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong?" Then, then the woman says nothing. But I think what we want in that situation is we want. For you to either number one know what has pissed us off,
1: mm, impossible. Yeah, but carry on. And
0: number two, keep trying. I think that's key because keep trying
1: to get it out of you. Yeah, because yep. it used to
0: really annoy me if I'd say nothing, nothing's wrong. Then you'd be like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> cool, I'm then going to the gym. Bye. And then you just get on with your life. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I wanted you to try a bit harder. So yeah. for guys out there. That's what I think. Give is that the a case. go. Yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, that's me anyway.
1: yeah, that's that's worked well for us. <laughs> 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 no, but communication's been huge. Oh, that's it's I number mean, one. number one. It is our number one. Whenever any little tiny thing pisses either of us off, we bring it up with the other person. Mm-hmm. At the start, I think when we first were getting to know each other. Probably in the first like year or two, it sort of felt a bit awkward doing mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But now it's just second nature. Yeah.
0: Oh, actually, there is a question here. I can't find it, but I remember seeing it today. Someone said, do you have like a go-to one-liner when you need to approach an awkward subject with your partner or do you have a, like a way mm. that you find it easier to approach an awkward subject? And, and I quite liked that because sometimes it can be a little bit hard to talk about something really awkward, like yeah. something intimate about your relationship or... Maybe something that you're a bit embarrassed about or it can be difficult. But I feel like the best thing you can do is just be vulnerable. Just say, hey, I feel a bit embarrassed talking about this or I feel a bit uncomfortable, but I really want you to support me and so I want to feel like I can be honest with you, that sort of thing. What do you think? No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Being vulnerable is is key. And
1: just being completely honest about how you feel straight up. Yeah. Because most of the time – the other person doesn't doesn't know that you're feeling like that.
0: Yeah, totally. And and your partner should never judge you. You should feel like you're in a safe, comfortable place where you can just be yourself and you can be open and honest and Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another question here. Mm-hmm. This one came in the post actually. <laughs> um it's just... that's
0: really quick. We only asked today. I know, so, so... I'll just
1: get this out of the envelope. I don't know if you can hear the
0: Oh, this... yep. That's that, really good that sound effects This is paper. very professional I feel like run radio Without a little sound effects There
1: we go Okay So this here um, <laughs> What has been the most rewarding And most challenging parts Of your move to Walkworth?
0: Oh Okay Most rewarding Is all the cool people we've met Yeah I think so Like building a real sense of community
1: Yeah I think the community aspect of it it's, uh, It still has that kind of Village feel And it's something that we didn't we hadn't found in Auckland in the big smoke, and so yeah, moving up here it's just it's been great. We sort of know all of our neighbours, and everyone's all friendly. And you walk down the street, and you say hi to five different people that you know. And Anyone I think it's going to be so
0: welcoming, which is really cool. A
1: great place to raise kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Negatives. Negatives. Oh, okay. The food selections aren't as
0: bit harsh bit harsh I, I feel like the, the locals are going to get angry at you oh yeah okay
1: well I mean the food sections are actually better like Matacana market is just great for yeah. your, your fresh porridge yeah
0: food section is amazing <laughs>
1: okay what negatives have you got then
0: uh, it was a little bit of an adjustment when we didn't have any friends up here. Um, so, Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, maybe just me, Nigel, no mates. <laughs> so for the first few months, I was pregnant, so I was feeling a little bit sick and didn't really have any friends up here. And we were going into Auckland quite a lot for work. And so I started to feel like we were just coming to Walkworth to sleep. You know, it, it was kind of a weird adjustment. But now we know lots of people and we've managed to kind of cut down on Going to Auckland as much So I feel like This really is our Our home now We feel very happy here So That's that I've got one. Oh, little, yeah go question. On. This one's quite good actually This is from Helen What was your favourite cartoon As a kid It's
1: a oh, great one Oh god I don't Can know if I, I could guess choose. Yours? Yeah I. but I'm thinking of like Three different ones Pokemon No
0: Oh Dragon Ball Z No Ed, Ed and Eddie No Oh sorry is that blame? You don't
1: know me At all <laughs> <laughs> No Spider-Man No <laughs> Okay Three different ones, mm-hmm. all probably equal. Mm-hmm. Number one, Samurai Pizza Cats.
0: Oh, yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> number two, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. And number three will be Captain Planet.
0: Oh, Captain Planet? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Captain Planet is amazing. Yeah. What have you got? Oh, mine are kind of lame compared to that Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was a big fan of that. Yep. Sailor Moon.
1: Oh, you know, I was actually really into Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon as well. was amazing. Is it weird really that good. I was into it?
0: No, no. Sailor Moon was great. Yeah. I remember watching "Courage the Cowardly Dog" a lot, but being really
1: disturbed by it. Mm, it's a strange one, that one, it's isn't it? It's really strange. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I remember kind of loving it in a weird way. Mm. Oh, what's the one of a move it football head? Arnold. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that. One too. An interesting fact about that, because of course, there's also the the cartoon Arthur mm. with the little rabbit type creature. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so what I is don't that thing see. Is? No one knows. No one knows what he is. But anyway, a lot of people in my life, have come up to me and they've gone, hey, Arthur, like thinking that that's the cartoon.
0: Oh, no, But no, they're getting
1: confused between hey, Arnold and and, and Arthur. Oh, that's interesting. So if you're listening and you were going to come up to me and say that, just know you're wrong.
0: It's not the right cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, just give it a rest. Back to the drawing board. Okay.
1: Hey, what has surprised you most about having a baby?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, What has surprised me most?
1: Oh, I know what surprised me most. Go how small humans are at the start of their life. I know, they're so they're small. They're so tiny. They're so tiny and slippery.
0: Yeah, very slippery and, and just so defenseless and tiny and sweet. Mm. Um, what has surprised me most is I thought I would be a lot more of a relaxed parent than I am. I think I had this vision of me being like super chilled, and I, I am pretty chilled, but I also just – there's like this protective – mama bear thing in me where I feel like I'm just constantly assessing the risk of every single thing we do. And it can get quite tiring, but it means that I'm not that relaxed because I'm constantly making sure that he's warm enough. He's not he's not too hot. He's not going to fall off something. He's not going to get sick. And it's just this feeling of, yeah, just slightly on edge all the time. Yeah, it's not a negative. It's just a thing that I've noticed. It's just an interesting little aspect of of parenting. Cool. Yeah. So that's that. Nice. Fun fact. Okay. Okay.
1: I have another one here. Oh, go if you
0: like. Mm-hmm.
1: What are your biggest insecurities or fears in life? Oh, big. That's, that's a deep. That's Serious heavy. one
0: Biggest insecurities or fears, or fears in life.
1: You know, I'm actually a little bit insecure about. My ability to read.
0: You are, aren't you? Yeah.
1: I think it's, and it stems from when I was younger, when I used to, I wasn't really that into reading and I used to avoid going, doing silent reading at primary school mm. and would instead go to choir because I was like, I don't want to read. So I'll go to choir. So then I, and I didn't even really like choir that much. I just liked choir
0: so you didn't have to m- read. more
1: than I liked reading. Yeah. So I've so, sort of had that. And, uh, and then I've kind of, I think I'm slightly dyslexic. No, it might maybe comes from that
0: It must be very mild Because I've seen you read out loud many times mm,
1: But I have to concentrate very hard Because I sometimes get um, Words around the wrong way in my head mm. And then when I Or like when I go to say them, I have to, You have to think very hard about it
0: Maybe you are a bit dyslexic yeah. Yeah. But I
1: think you know what's good Is uh, reading books to Milo Yeah I think it's going to be good for me Reading out loud I'm fine reading in my head Because I think you read a whole line In, in your brain And then it kind of just like you know, it, it just know, figures it out. It figures it out, but when you re- when I'm reading out loud, that's when I really struggle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh well, that'll be cool then to mm. do that most nights with Milo. Good yeah. practice.
1: What about you? Oh, what about fears?
0: Oh, I've got so many fears. Like, oh I yeah, I mean, you're me. you're afraid of everything. A, a huge wasp. Yeah. yeah. Where do we start? Scared of water. Scared of flying. Water,
1: spiders, flying, big waves, <laughs> small waves.
0: <laughs> just water in general. I'm not. I don't love any insects. Like, I like going for a swim. If it's nice and clear and I am just kind of play around in the shallows, not the shadows, but I don't ever feel completely comfortable in mm. the water. Like around any kind of risk, I think I just can't relax. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's yep. actually annoying. It's annoying living like that, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, but oh well, that's well, just how I am.
1: You're thinking about getting hypnotized to become less scared of things, eh?
0: Yes, I am.
1: So, hey, if anyone out there knows any hypnotists, or maybe you are a hypnotist, with
0: all of the fears that I have, <laughs> then get at us because be quite cool to, you know, see if that can help.
1: Do you have any insecurities, back to the start uh, of that do question? Do have any insecurities? That you want to share?
0: Yeah, I've got heaps of insecurities. I have had a stutter my whole life, and it was really bad when I was younger. But, God, this really is turning into quite a therapy session, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah, but over the last few years, I've managed to kind of keep it under control by controlling anxiety, because I think they're heavily linked. But sometimes I stutter in public, and I get really embarrassed, and I think that everyone is talking about it when really... No one notices or even cares I get slightly insecure about that And I also get a little bit insecure About people thinking That I am stupid Mm. Yeah, so Because I didn't really do that well at school I left halfway through my last year of high school And I think since then I have just not really found My passion In what I want to do in life Like my, my one thing That I'm like, I'm really good at this I know what I'm doing. This is my purpose in life. You know, like I think I've found purpose in Milo 100%, but I think I just have this fear that people are going to think I'm stupid. And I think having social media as a job kind of fuels that a little bit as well, because people think it's this really kind of vacuous job that that is very superficial, which parts of it are, parts of it aren't. But I think I just feel a bit insecure about that and I feel like I need something deeper to please other people when, Mm. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, like I'm happy doing what I'm doing.
1: Interesting. And so maybe some of the things that you do, you're doing not really because you wanted to do them specifically, but Mm. more because you want to prove to others that you can and that you're the type of person that you want to appear to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally, which is quite a sad thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, I guess I should work on just being a little bit more self-assured.
1: Mm. Wow, we're learning quite a lot about ourselves. Yeah, really. This is really quite full on. <laughs> well, you know, it's good. I think there's probably a lot of people that, are go- that go through the same sort of thing in their head every day. Yeah,
0: yeah, You know, definitely. not feeling
1: good enough, not feeling, like, you know, worthy. Mm. Actually, everyone goes through that. Everyone thinks that they're not good enough to some degree. Mm. And everyone is faking it in life to some degree seriously even people that you see up on stage giving a speech doing whatever they everyone is a little bit insecure Mm. in some sort of aspect in their life
0: i remember being in a meeting i was quite young i think i was like 19 or something and i was in this business meeting at at work and um i think i'd only been in my job a few months and i really had no idea what i was doing and i remember that evening going home and calling my mum and being like mum and I was really upset and I was like, I don't think I can do this. I really had no idea what anyone was talking about. I didn't know. didn't have anything to contribute. I didn't know what to say. And she said, no one does, you know, like really no one knows what they're talking about. No one knows what they're doing. Everyone is just figuring it out as they go, Mm. trying to sound as smart as they can, using the biggest words they possibly can to try and make other people think that they're contributing. But really – everyone is just going along and figuring it out as they go along. She was like, don't feel bad. You know, everyone's in the same boat. Mm. I
1: was like, yeah, oh, okay. It's so true. Everyone's in the same boat. And that makes a lot better. Trying to get through life as best they can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, some days it's more of a struggle than other days. Yeah, totally. Hey, uh, moving on to a new question. You ready to go to new I'm question? ready. Okay. Uh, this one is for mainly for me, but you might be able to chip in. Some tips on how new dads-to-be can be part of pregnancy and birth process. Oh.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: I mean, for me, I learned as much as I could about everything so that I knew exactly what Maddie was going through from her, like what her body was going through and what she might be going through mentally. And we talked about it, like everything quite a lot. And then I guess I just wanted to be as helpful as I possibly could to you know, make sure that you were as comfortable as possible through the whole pregnancy with your morning sickness and everything and, you know, making you smoothies every morning because you would throw up if you didn't – you, well, you'd throw up anyway, but <laughs> hopefully try and get them into you before you throw up. And then what, what – during pre- pregnancy? Yeah, so
0: what I found incredibly helpful that you did was that you were like a sponge to all the information and so you worked really hard on remembering everything the midwife was saying – All of the breathing techniques, like you kind of did them with me, so so you could remind me to do them and and keep me on track with the kind of birth that I wanted to have. And I think because I got a bit over all the labor prep that we were doing, like we were doing hypnobirthing, calm birthing courses, all of this stuff. And towards the end, I got a bit sick of it because I was like, Mm. I just I don't want to think about labor anymore. I don't want to yeah, like it all just kind of got a bit much. And so art was really good in that situation at being like reminding me why I was doing what I was doing and just encouraging me to practice my breathing and just being such a strong support person because there were so many times where I was just like, oh my God, I'm just so sick of this whole process. I just don't want to be pregnant anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. But you were just really helpful. So I think just being in tune with what she needs and just trying to make life as comfortable and stress-free for her as possible.
1: Mm. And then during the actual birth, I guess my kind of philosophy, or my what well, the way I thought about it was like I was going to try and be like your your coach to try and like help help coach you through it with your breathing. And which I think worked quite well. Yeah. Doing some of the, yeah, doing the breathing together. During birth just do whatever she tells you to do. Yeah, exactly. Just do whatever you told me to do. Yeah, whether it's, like, light touch massage or...
0: Yeah, that was really helpful, actually, that light touch massage. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, because she'll she'll probably order you around a little bit and just just do it. Don't ask questions. Don't make her have to think about anything. Just Mm. do what she says when she says it during birth. Totally. Mm. Let's have a look here. Favourite travel destination you've ever been and why?
1: Okay, yeah, that's difficult.
0: Yeah, that's really difficult. A few, probably. Rarotonga, because that's where we got engaged and... It's also just quite a special place for us. I love Rarotonga.
1: Mm. I love Rarotonga because it's not far to get to. It's not too expensive to get to. And it's got great weather. It's got really friendly people. And it feels like... Great
0: businesses, like cool cafes, cool restaurants.
1: Feels like an extension of New Zealand. Like you go there and you're not just a tourist. You kind of, you know, just do everything just like all the locals do. Mm. So, yeah.
0: And the other place that I really loved going to would probably be – well, I did a really big Kentucky when I was, like, 20, um, and I did six weeks across Europe. And my favourite place was probably – I want to say Italy. Italy is really quite awesome. Yeah, Yeah, the pizza, just everything. It's crazy. The Italians are always, like, yelling at each other, but that's just kind of how they talk. Like, they're not angry. It's just this – It's just great. There's so many sounds and smells and yeah, I loved
1: it. Didn't you get really bad bed bugs?
0: Oh yeah, that was honestly every single place we stayed during the Kentucky there were Mm -hmm. bed bugs because I did the budget one. And um by the end of it I was just like one big bite. It was disgusting. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it was foul. Mm -hmm.
1: But oh well, Um, gotta do it. I also love the states.
0: Oh the states. What am I talking about? Yeah, I I
1: love the states so much. Yeah, it's so fun. Such great people! It's interesting. I Remember the first time I went to New York, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Walking down the street, felt like I was in a movie because yeah. that's what we, you know, all our movies are from America, and I seriously thought I was in a movie. And all crazy. those
0: kind of stereotypes are actually true. Like the, you know, taxi drivers are like, "Hey, I'm walking here and there, blah blah blah." Like the, that is how they are. You know, it's mm. it's incredible. The the pizza people are like, "Hey, you want a pepperoni pizza?" You know, it's great. <laughs>
1: I have not once heard someone say
0: that. <laughs> well, that was just an example of you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, good example. Oh, important question coming in here from Cody Whiteman underscore. Do you want any free hay?
0: Free hay? I mean.
1: No, thanks, Cody. No, thank
0: you. But thanks for the offer. Appreciate that.
1: <laughs> if anyone does want any free hay, maybe hit up Cody Whiteman underscore and he'll, uh, he might, he'll hook you up with some free hay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, how do you deal with breakup pain? Obviously, you don't have to think that now, but before. <laughs> how to deal with breakup pain. Well, I have never really had like a super long-term relationship pre-art. I mean, I I had some some small ones, but I, I think uh, dealing with a breakup, time really is the best healer of all wounds. Like I know that sounds like such a cliche, but I think when you go through a breakup and you break up with someone and it's really awful at at that time, just remember that you're going through the worst of it at that time. That really helps me. If I'm going through a hard time, I think this is the worst. So if I can just get through this moment in time, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, some coping mechanisms is to like hang out with your mates, look after yourself, exercise, go for lots of walks. What about you, Art? What do you think? God, this is a really agony aunt session, isn't it?
1: I, I honestly I can't I can't even think. I can't remember really yeah. going through it. Okay. So So that's
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she got something out of it, so, so yeah. that's good. She got some, <laughs> some form of answer.
1: So this is another health related one. Yeah. How do you motivate yourself to stick to eating plans?
0: Uh well I guess it depends what kind of eating plan you're talking about. I personally am not a huge fan of any kind of diet. But I mean, I think if you're trying to look after yourself, the the best thing is to remember why you're doing it. Like, do you have a goal at, at the other side? Because it comes down to that age old saying, if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got, right? So you've got to think, I have to change my behavior if I want to get this different goal that I'm working towards. So that always keeps me motivated. If I'm am feeling a bit like, oh, I just can't bother doing this, so I think, well, I'm going to have to change my behavior if I want something out of it. So,
1: totally. And I think what you said there about thinking about what that end goal like kind of feels like as well, and just before you do eat whatever food that you're not meant to eat for whatever, you know, that might not align with whatever eating regime you're trying to stick to, um, just think like, is eating this food going to be? Is it going to taste better than achieving my goal is going to feel? And generally, you can kind of rationalise and be like, "Well, actually, no. Achieving that goal is going to feel way better than whatever this food tastes like right now." But changing your behaviour, like Maddie said, I think all comes down to creating an environment that makes it easier for you to stick to that diet or whatever you're trying to achieve. So, if I'm say wanting to eat as strict, like as close to strict paleo as I want to, for example, I might. Remove all of the tempting things in our cupboards and in our fridge that I want to try and avoid. So, chocolate's my main one that I just oh
0: how good's chocolate I bloody though, love,
1: eh? and I you know if it's in the cupboard I'll eat all of it.
0: <laughs> try and stop it. You just can't. try and stop me.
1: <laughs> you try. You come near me, and I'll <laughs> boy, I'll boy, you. Watch it. <laughs> and, um. So yeah, if I <laughs> take all the food that you don't want to eat, take it out of the your environment.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, right, <laughs> so one, one last question here. Should we, oh, yeah. we finish on this one? It's yeah. a, It's quite a goodie. Yeah. The question is, what deodorants do you use, natural or no? Can't find a good natural one for stinky pits. Oh, my God. Girl, I hear you. I've been on a quest for this.
1: You've been on quite a quest.
0: Yeah, a quest for years. And I found two that work. So one is called Underbalm, and that's like a a paste. And it's, it's great. There's no stink. You do still sweat a bit, but I think that's a good thing, that like your body's probably supposed to, but it doesn't smell. So
1: that's that's a really good one. In fact, you know, I mean, it's quite topical because I did just buy some more underbalm today.
0: You did, actually.
1: So I just read what's in it?
0: yeah. Have a look at that, bad boy. Okay,
1: we're talking shea butter, cornstarch, coconut oil, sodium bicarbonate. That's uh,
0: just baking soda, isn't that's it? That's
1: baking soda. Diatomaceous earth, so that's crushed up. Oh. little seashell kind of. Um,
0: Diatomaceous earth? Yeah, 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 Okay,
1: Um okay. It's like, you know, antibacterial and things. You put it on chickens to demite them. Allantoin, whatever that is, and some essential oils and vitamin E. I mean, very natural. Wow.
0: that's really natural. Although I have heard with essential oils that that can cause skin sensitivity. Ooh. If you
1: put essential well, oils, how does how do my underarms look right now?
0: They look incredible. Do they? Yeah, that's one beautiful pit. Thank you. Yeah, really impressive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think I mean I'm I'm probably spreading misinformation. Like it probably depends on which essential oil and where you put it and blah blah. But you know, maybe do some googling on that. Don't use essential oils on your body too much or at all. I mean, hey, I don't know. Just do. We're not do doctors. We research. don't know what we're talking
1: about. <laughs> What's your other one?
0: Oh, uh, can I just quickly go and check? Okay, hold on a
1: minute. <laughs> Thank you for holding.
0: It is called Little Salties. So this one is...
1: This one's a roll-on, not a paste. Yep,
0: yeah, it's a roll-on if you prefer that sort of thing. And my favourite flavour is the cedar and clove with NZ sea salt and magnesium. And it's great. It smells nice. No smells. No underarm widths. Oh, that's, that's good. what you want. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about ourselves for an extremely long time.
1: <laughs> to sum it all up, it's been quite the year for you, Matilda. You have- uh, Well, for us. We for had us, a child. Well, we got married. Mm-hmm. We had oh, a yeah. baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I hosted a TV show. You did. Um, which is coming
0: up very soon, which is extremely exciting. Yeah.
1: Watch this space. Well, not this space. The
0: Bachelorette. T V N Z two. Oh my god, I can't wait. I like I already froth over these kind of shows. Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. Let alone you're on it. So
1: it's gonna be really good. Seriously, I can't wait to watch it. Full of drama, full of twists, full of turns. Oh, it's
0: gonna be great. Oh,
1: I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, and you know, that's us. We also just want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We love recording these interviews. They're so much fun and we get to meet so many cool people and we really Hope that you guys get something out of it, which judging from the feedback, you do, which is really awesome. So thank you for listening and supporting us.
1: So going into this festive season, this festive period, (laughs) have you got any messages that you want to get out there, Matt?
0: Um, Can you put a backing track on with your mouth? Like just say...
1: Like a Christmas one?
0: Yeah. Or just like a nice sort of backing track for the nice things I'm about to say.
1: Oh, hang on. Hang on just a second. Why don't we... See if we can get a a backing track for this.
0: Oh, this is Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. This festive season, look after each other. Spread smiles, spread love, not hate. Christmas is a time of love and family and cherishing those around you. So get out there, spread Christmas cheer and have a merry Christmas.
1: That was really good. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> My message It's <laughs> <is> from <laughs> You're Michael. You're going to let
0: Michael speak for you.
1: <laughs> My message is hug everyone. Hug your family members, even the ones that don't want to be hugged, and hug random people on the street.
0: No, you can't do that these days. That's non-consented hugs. That's non-consented touching.
1: Make sure that they it's a consensual hug first. <laughs> but hug. Get a bit of heart-to-heart action bit of a chest bump with a arm wrap and just spread hugs. I like that. Even little dogs. Spread hugs, hugs not hate. Yeah. Hug everyone. Tis the season for hugging.
0: Tis indeed. And And that's us. Merry Christmas, guys.
1: That's us for another year. We'll see you back in 2020. I know. That's enough from Michael. Thank you.
0: Okay. Well, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thank you indeed. This podcast is brought to you by Raw Collective. And for any updates on our podcast or any of the other podcasts under Raw, head to rawcollective.co or you can follow them on Instagram at rawcollective.co.
1: But wait, before you go, please subscribe to our podcast and also rate it and review it. Leave a nice little message and leave a smiley face, maybe an emoji.
0: Or tell your friends. It's super easy. It takes two seconds and it would mean so much to us. Bye. Bye.